Hello, dear listener. I have something truly special to share. It's an exclusive invitation to join me in Mexico for an intimate and luxurious three-day retreat along the beautiful Pacific coast of Zihuatanejo, taking place the weekend of the spring equinox, March 18th through the 20th. There's also an optional day to stay through the 21st for some special ceremonies that are happening in the area for the equinox. But the retreat itself is the 18th through the 20th, really an opportunity not to be missed. And I'm offering one lucky listener a discounted ticket. On this weekend that I've, I've just been loving into being actually for several years now as COVID and you know everything, but when we conceived of building this place, our home down here it's really what we envisioned, you know, bringing people down here for retreats, for trainings, because we felt and we knew that this space was special. And as people keep coming down and we keep getting the feedback, how magical it is, we want to share it in a really intentional way. You know, be working with the four elements, earth, air, fire, water, the metaphors of the season will set sight on a new vision for our mothering journey and creating a deeper connection to self and mother nature. So to win a discounted ticket, rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, screenshot it and DM it to me on Instagram at Dr. Gertrude Lyons. And remember, the most important thing to mother is yourself. Give yourself permission to take a retreat this year. Besides, who said mothers can't go on a spring break? I'll see you there. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome to Mother. No, it's Mother. Welcome to Mother, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences. We're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you never have before, but have always needed. It's time we rewrite the Mud Her Code. Hi, and welcome to episode 40 of Mud Her, season two of Rewriting the Mother Code podcast. Well, it's been a minute, probably a couple months since I did a live coaching session. So I have the honor and privilege of bringing Dr. Katie Sandberg on for a live coaching session. And she asked me ahead of time, like, what should I talk about? What should I work on? And, you know, it's different than an interview because I don't want to dictate what she should talk about or, you know, or work on. So, you know, we talked about it a little bit and I said, just, you know, trust what's there for you. And we might start somewhere and see what emerges. And that's exactly what happened. And I thought it was beautiful. But I will say a theme that emerged through the session was and kind of was her intention and that carried through was around what it looks like to live in the now and how that can be a huge challenge and what it means to really own loving your life and all the aspects of it as you sit in it in this moment and still yearn for and vision for more. So, you know, it's that balance of not just feeling like, well, my life is good, but it would be better if or It'll only be good if I have this or that. Instead, you know, really loving, being in the moment of what's, you know, what your current life is, because that's what we've intended. We've intended the life that we have in this moment 
So let's live fully in it. And from there, you know, follow yearnings as as we desire or as we, you know, really want to intend something else in our life, we can do that too. So I'm excited to have you come on the journey with us. And in the end, you know, I kind of close out looking at a card that I pulled at the beginning of the session, and it was pretty amazing to see how beautifully it fit. And it brought tears to Katie's eyes to have that reflection, you know, also reflect the beautiful work that she did. So looking forward to having you be with us as we mother ourselves in the here and now together. Thanks so much. Good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast this morning. Good morning, Dr. Gertrude Lyons. Well, you know, we designated this one, we kind of earmarked this one as a coaching session, but even so, like, I like, you know, people to know that you're coming into this, you're someone I know and care about very deeply. You have a beautiful physical therapy practice and are a woman who's learning, growing, transforming, and really dedicated to that. And I think it takes courage to raise your hand and say, yeah, I'll be on your podcast for a coaching session. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited and nervous. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm going to open it up and just say, you know, we have this half hour, maybe a little bit more to just explore for you. You know, is there an area of life or something that's been on your mind that you want to talk about and work on together? So I think what has been coming up a lot in my life recently is, you know, learning to love my now more authentically. Because I think historically as an athlete, you know, liking where I'm at is settling And so always that's what motivated me to drive forward. And then I think, you know, the pandemic really taught me, you know, it was a magnify. I always say what was true about COVID. It was a magnifying glass on my life. You know, me living through my patients too much and not living in my own life. You know, it like just amplified everything that was true for me, me bearing myself and continuing ed versus, you know, keeping busy with that versus being in my own life and living. And, you know, I am divorced. I would like a family, whatever that all is going to look like, but trying to be present in my life as it is and still desiring other things forward. So instead of hating so that I can move forward, but also pretending it's not so, you know, yeah. like that's finding that balance now after the pandemic, I think I'm like, I, I, I want to love my now, but I don't want to be settled in it either. So I think that's kind of where I'm at. Well, that's beautiful. No, I I know I can absolutely relate to that, how the pandemic just threw so much up in the air and got to see ourselves and our lives and kind of from a whole nother perspective and a whole nother light. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you underlining it's like, and noticing like, you know, well, where was I just filling my life, you know, and even though a lot of it was nourishing, I was probably avoiding some other areas of living or my life and just being where I am now. And so say a little bit more about that and this yearning to be in the now, like, what is that? Well, I think like, as you said, you know, I, this is maybe a little tangential, but like I, you know, I was married previously to an alcoholic. And then I remember when I did triathlon, like sitting in the bike room with everyone being like, this is a healthier addiction, but they're all just addicted to this. And I would say I placated myself with, I am really good at what I do. I do care deeply about my patients. So that made it okay that I was so involved with them. And that had me not sitting in the discomfort of what I don't like about my own life, you know, Mm -hmm. like me being single is a good thing and a hard thing at times, you know, and like, but I never sat with it really because I would distract myself with what were healthy, nourishing, as you said, just like 
those people found triathlon. But I remember watching thinking like, this is a little out of balance. And I remember walking home from work one day in June. I think Joey, who, you know, had just gotten drafted by the Indians. And I was like blissful that I was back at work seeing patients live. And then I teared up. because I was like, this can't be the highlight of my day. Like Mm. this isn't Uh. my life you know, that this is happening too. So, you know, I I heard Jillian on and celebrating, you know, being single and that's awesome. And I want to be there at the same token. I also don't want to be there. I I want something different. I would love to have a partner, but I, I just want to be in my life though. Like instead of distracting myself so much so I can create it, I guess the one that I want. Yeah. Well, that's maybe that's more of what we can talk about. What does creating that look like to you or what do you imagine? You know, we're not going to necessarily like be there, but I think anywhere where we can spend time exploring that and you just being willing to acknowledge it is a beautiful step, you know, in that direction, because it is so easy to just keep going, you know, with where we're at. And, but this whole concept of being content or loving, we're never going to love all aspects of our life in every, and you know, at any given time. But um, what is it that we kind of get propelled to think like, yeah, but if I had that, then everything would be great and I'd be happy. Or, you know, what is it that I don't like about, well, you just mentioned being single. So I know you, I know you've moved into that space of being, of really honoring and, and acknowledging what's great about it, but how do I like really like be in that knowing that I also yearn for a relationship. And I think that's the kind of push pull that you're in. And I think it's possible, but I want to hear you kind of talk into that a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, when I first got divorced, I, you know, my sister and I joke because she partnered right away and she was like, I don't want to ever be married again. And of course she's married and has kids. And I was like, I'll put it out to the universe. I really want to get married and have a family. And it's ironic that 10 years later, I'm the one who's single. But I think there was like a ton of like frozen victimhood for a while of like fictive goal. I just have to, I want to find a partner. I want to find a partner. And then, you know, there's a lot of operating on top of it. Cause it's like, well, you, then you don't want to be that. I didn't want to be that girl. I want to be like Jillian embracing my singlehood and all that. And I'm like, how can I hold both? Like, mm-hmm. Because both is true. I really would like to have a partner. Yet I know intellectually, ultimate happiness is not just because when you have a partner, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and, but I also want to enjoy my now, like I'm trying to celebrate, like my sister, I think said it really well. Like my niece is 17 and she thinks my life is amazing. Like she's like, no one traveled in the pandemic more than Katie did. And like, no. And I, it's like to try to look at my life through her eyes, it gives me, it helps me to like the whole like savor, take it in. Like mm-hmm. it, you know, I have so much freedom that I wouldn't have if I was partnered or had a family. And I'm trying to take that in so I can enjoy my now more. Like when I think of things, I'm like, Catherine would love this about my life. So mm-hmm. I should, you know, trying to... Yeah instead of drive to like, but I don't have this, I don't have this. Well, I think that uh, I love you saying that because it's a beautiful place to start, right? Sometimes we can't see it for ourselves or we won't, right? We won't see the beauty in our own lives. And while we're exploring what that's about and what the barriers to that, a great step is like, oh, 
let me think about how I heard Catherine talk about my life. And I think you have other people in your life who reflect very positively about, you know, the life that you've created, Uh, but you have to own it. It doesn't matter how many people say it eventually, but in the meantime, you know, having people hold, and I'm going to say Catherine's holding a vision for you, you know, and people, other people are holding a vision of what's possible for you in the now. Right. Because as you're taking that in and, and hearing their voices, you can internalize and make those voices your voices. And then suddenly they're, it's not just Catherine. It's you saying like, yeah, I have. Wow. You know, I there's a lot of things I really like about my life. I'm pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm a pretty fucking cool chick. <laughs> That's right. And then the next step would be and you know, wait in line because, you know, if if you're going to actually join my life, you know, there's some, some pretty significant criteria for that. Yes. And I think because I don't quite hold it that way, it's a little bit of my like hands up against dating. Cause I don't want to attract what I've historically attracted in that regard. So I, I, I want to own that more. Like I said, mm-hmm. the pandemic kind of made me much more aware of that's how I sit in my life. And that's what I'm looking, I think, to make the biggest shift on. So So not to put you on the spot or anything, but I guess I will. (laughs) What are some of the great things about your life? Just to hear you say them and speak them out loud. Like what's great about your life now as it is? Oh, what's great about my life now that I just said that I live too much in it, but I'd say my career, like my practice, I do have, as you know, a pretty loyal following of people in, I am gifted at what I do and I enjoy what I do immensely. And I know I have a very big impact. So that's very cool and satisfying. I also not run of the mill. So like my education and stuff that I've done post my doctorate is, you know, self-created by myself, like self-directed, but it's also varying, you know, like there's a class I'm doing in New York that has nothing to do with, I'm the third medical practitioner. They're all mental health people that I've been taking for over a year. So that is really cool. I, what else is cool about my life? I have a ton of freedom. I mean, I, you know, unfortunately my dog passed, so I don't have a dog anymore. Even yesterday after, you know, a hair appointment, I met a friend for lunch and I was like, you know, if I had kids, I couldn't be doing this. Like I'd have to check in with someone and make sure they have coverage. Like, and I can kind of travel on a whim because my patient schedule is my schedule to make. So that is fun about my life. What are you feeling as you say these things? I don't know. I, cause then I'm thinking, um, uh, honestly, it just kind of, it kind of makes me sad because I think about, I guess I'm thinking about what I don't have as I'm saying all that. So it is. Well, stay with, stay with the feelings you're having. It's all, they're, they're all, it's all interwoven. Yeah. It just, yeah. It makes me sad because it feels lopsided, you know, like I've, I live into and cultivate that, which I'm already good at, you know? You know, like I took advantage of the time in the pandemic to do some continuing ed that I've really wanted to do. But then I also signed up for every class under the sun to like addict myself into like, at least you're being productive and feeling good about myself, you know, like, cause this is what I'm already good at. So it's a little painful how much time I spend doing things that I know I'll feel good about in the short term and that, you know, right. Ultimately benefit a lot of people, but the things that I'm not as good at that are more painful to visit, you know, like relationships or something Mm -hmm. like I don't spend as much time putting my focus there, which I guess I justify is okay because I'm trying to create a life I want to live. But I also see that I'm, you know, kind of avoiding. So say more about what you're avoiding. Um, 
I'm scared to get hurt again like that, you know, and my, you know, historic pattern is to maybe let people in so close that I don't see what's in front of me, you know, soon enough until I'm already in it. And then I, you know, I guess the athlete in me just knows how to put my head down and work hard through it, regardless if there's, you know, 10 million signs (laughs) that this isn't supposed to be. I'm scared of that. It's like the pain I know now is more comfortable than the future pain that I anticipate. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, keep going. You were about to say. Yeah. Well, it just, and that, I mean, that's makes me sad that I only think of it in terms of pain, (laughs) like the the joy of it is escaping me. Like that's not even, it's part of my fictive goal of, you know, that'll make me happy when I have all that. And I remember that, but just like what keeps my foot on like gas brake is the pain part. Yeah, no, I think that's that. I think you're underlining something so critical and and beautiful when we're looking at like what keeps us particularly in relationship, right? Like from, and even when you're in relationship, I can relate from the standpoint of like my barriers of taking a relationship deeper or, you know, taking risks in that relationship, knowing that, you know, there's lots more levels of closeness I could have or intimacy with someone and, you know, even my husband. So I can relate from that standpoint because what you're underlining, right? I might get hurt. I might get rejected. I'm, I might get criticized or we might have a fight or, you know, I don't, it's the unknown, right? But uh, am I willing and what will it take for me to have that courage to, and I think that's some of the things you've been working on is taking steps and having things in your life that kind of force you to do that. Right. Cause without that, like we're, we're we are going to have the self-protective mechanism and you need to have compassion for that. Right. And then not beat ourselves up that we're not taking those steps, but understand there's, you know, the, there's some wounds that are healing and I might need to be doing some more. I'm still doing some of that healing before I'm ready to get in there, or maybe I am kind of ready and I'm going to have to test the waters and see, and what kind of support have I created around me now that is different from back then when I got hurt, that will make it different. So, you know, how, how can I self-talk and yeah, parent myself into that? So I know I just said a number of things, anything resonating with you or no, like that, like when you said about a lot of relationships, I mean, even in my, you know, business relationship, like it's, you know, I sitting on the outside of it, not taking the steps to test the waters and see like, is this going to work or maybe isn't it going to work, but I'm not pushing on either direction. So it will eventually be a self-fulfilling prophecy <laughs> that it it won't work or it won't be all it could be, you know, right. um, if I just sit on the outside and it, I mean, I think I, I am still healing, but I also think like, I, you're right. I do have, it's not the Katie of 10 years ago. I do have different things in place and, you know, being willing to push the boundaries and be like, you know, it's okay. If it breaks, then it wasn't supposed to be for me. And like, you know, the faith to believe that something better is in the pipeline for me or, you know, to push on it. As you guys say, always like kick the tires or whatever. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, 
Hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather, if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico. Zihuatanejo meaning land of the goddess women and coming to really take time for yourself. Okay, and that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go. It's a five and a half day retreat, getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if that idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up. But now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. Like keep the, keep the tire, slap the tire to keep. Yeah. Yeah. I love you seeing that. And I, I, I need a lot of reminders. I need people around me reminding me that I'm not the person I was before I have skills. I have people around me too, to step into arenas. And you were talking specifically about a moment ago about business relationships. I mean, those can be just like, you know, when we go into business with other people, when we, you know, are at, at a, in work situations, it's, those are very close relationships. We spend a lot of time in those arenas. So, you know, very similar. And they also help us, they might not be our, our love partner. So they, they can be a good workout ground, you know, to test things and try new behaviors as well. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think, you know, mine specifically, they're a married couple and it's a good, you know, during the pandemic, I, you know, we quarantined basically together in the beginning and I became kind of I, I enmeshed myself in their marriage, you know, and so trying to extricate myself from that, but as well as, you know, seeing the pitfalls, but also seeing the possibilities, you know, of how to navigate, like, it's a good, it's a challenging situation because there's two versus just one. But I feel like, you know, if I can 
lean into this relationship. It feels to me that I can lean into other relationships, like future, you know, like um, romantic partner relationships. I mean, not like girlfriend, like that's easier for me. No, I love that. Just as you were talking and right then, and, you know, in a couple of places, I wanted to check in with you and then, you know, we're going to keep going is how are you doing, you know, in our time together and this time with you being in the now? How am I doing being in the now? Well, I guess actually not that bad because I am saying shit I think I was going to say to you. (laughs) Yeah, but even talking about some of this stuff, like it makes me nervous and I'm thinking about what am I going to do after to make myself feel better? (laughs) Like, how am I going to like soft addict or comfort myself? But it... So that was very in the now, owning... You're acknowledging that you've been vulnerable. You just said you've been sharing things you weren't necessarily expecting to. You've had, you know, you've been in feelings and, you know, those aspects. And just right now, the discomfort of like, oh, what am I going to do after this? Because I'm so open right now. So we can talk about that. Yes. And I, that anxiety of, I feel like, right, like always that contraction expansion opposite of what I just did, but I feel like I expand really big and then that gets really scary and then I contract. And it's just like, I would like to take a little bit more steps into the expansion, like holding it more. Cause I feel like I get a lot of insights and then I'm like, oh, okay, that was enough. <laughs> close the door, close the house. <laughs> you know, like, And I think that's where I feel again, during the pandemic, a little bit of a magnifying glass. It was like, there's a stuckness or stagnation that I have. And I think despite my exploring growth work and everything like that, that would be my critique and not being self beat up, but that would be my critique. And I think I do have big breakthrough moments. I just don't capitalize on them. I mm. kind of close back in. I'm tired of that pattern. Yeah. I will acknowledge and, and then can, I can relate to it myself as a pattern. Right. And so I, I'm definitely with you and you're bringing up something I think is important too, is how do we acknowledge, you know, progress that we have made, you know, in, in shifting patterns and realize it's still a pattern, right. And I'm, (laughs) I'm probably always going to be working on it, but that it's not so one way or the other. Right. And I just want to make sure you're continually celebrating and acknowledge where you have come and how you can hold more and you're expand, you have expanded to be able to hold more and be in the now way more than you used to. And well, first of all, what's your reaction to that? Thank you. That's a good, yeah, no, that's a good <laughs> reminder. Cause I, you know, I think that's a new concept, a newer concept for me, like the actual scientific data that is always helpful to me that self-compassion actually helps you go further than self beat up because that's, always how I motivated myself for the first 40 years of my life was the self beat up so that it's a newer habit to try to cultivate that, you know, the self-compassion will actually take me further. So that's a, I appreciate the reminder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was thinking you were saying like, Oh, I just, you know, kind of expanded. And now I'm think, thinking about how I'm going to close down as soon as we're done. So from that compassionate space, can you think of something that you can do that'll tell your system like, yeah, I may choose to close down, but I'm going to do this one thing that's going to acknowledge uh, that I'm also staying open. And I know I left that very broad, but anything that comes to mind for you? I honestly, this sounds very task oriented, but it's the morning that we're doing this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, like leaning in on some emails and work things that I don't want to do, like that I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm intimidated to do, I'm scared to do. So since I'm open, it's like, well, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know what I mean? I love Just that. 
lean into that and go ahead and tackle those things. Cause that will be in that space of, I mean, honestly, what's the worst? No one's going to die. <laughs> so I get my feelings hurt. It's okay. You know? Yeah. Um, but normally that's on a, especially on a Monday morning, that's kind of intimidating something I probably could have done last night that I kicked down the road. Cause it was like, let's just avoid that a little bit more. So. No, I love that. But cause then you're doing something, but you have this other context from which you're doing it, you know, and what I would add just to support you in that is there, and you can text me or, you know, if there's someone else that, that you check in with that, you said you were going to do this thing and that you do it to, yeah, some, some to be accountable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. The accountability thing. I mean, that is a little bit, actually, now that you're saying that it's a little bit sometimes what I, how do you say that? Like what you, what's the benefit of the thing you're doing? Like, even if you don't like it, like I being alone and single and not being partnered fully at work. Yeah. I don't have to be accountable. Accountable. Right. Yeah. So like no one's checking on me. And while that's, you know, scary at times, right? Like there's also a benefit that I get from staying that way. I don't have to be accountable. No one knows I'm not doing it, but me. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, building that in and, and yes, you do have to take the step to actually do it. Um, even if someone was in the house with you, you'd still have to tell them you were doing this thing, you know, this, this thing. Um, so either way, so would you like to let me know when you've done at least one of the emails? It doesn't have to be all of them. You've yes. Done one of the emails that you're talking about. Cause that's the other thing I want to underline is because it does feel overwhelming to think like, oh my gosh, I, I just saw these possibilities for myself. And now how am I going to transform and live that way? Right. And we forget that just that taking a small step and then and celebrating it. Right. And then I'm going to be more open. Maybe, oh, well, that went okay. Maybe I'll do more. Right. But if we set ourselves up to say, I'm going to clear my email box now of all the emails I've been avoiding because I feel so motivated. No, you won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't say that you might do it, but you're, you know, then when you don't, then it just adds to see, you know, a hundred percent. Yeah. Just feed that kind of self-critical part. Yeah. So I, I love that. And then, and then we can tell it. And sometimes even, you know, just by you acknowledging, I was thinking about what soft addictions I would do after this, even if that happens, like to say like, yep, you know, but you're doing it more consciously and that adds a whole other layer, right? We're not pretending that like, this is the thing that's going to make me feel better. (laughs) Yeah. We know, you know, we can identify for what it is like, nope, I'm just, I just had feelings and now I want to do something to numb them or make them go away. And and we can acknowledge that. And that's beautiful. I like what you said too, about the little steps, because I think that, that, you know, that is part of my loving my now, like when I was talking about doing triathlon and, you know, judging the people in the room, I was there because I was turning 40 and I was like, I'm not dating someone. I was dating someone. I'm like, this isn't my person. That's not changing anytime soon. Like I'm not going to suddenly be married in a couple months. And I was like, what am I good at? I'm good at sport. Like I'll feel good about myself doing this. Mm -hmm. And just kind of in the now I'm like, I'm not going to change. You know, I'm not moving to Tulum tomorrow. Like I'm not changing my life on a dime here. So it's like the little steps on this, on the path of loving my now, but also going somewhere, you know, like that is like the law of little things, like to remember that. It is. And, you know, we get, well, one, we live in a culture that like leads us to believe that I can do 10 easy steps and then I'll be, you know, <laughs> this, I don't know, the, I'm just thinking about the, like in two weeks, you'll have 
abs like uh whatever you know yes things and (laughs) totally (laughs) these 10 steps to the the person of your dreams you know and and uh uh well, first of all, like what fun is that? You know, we forget that this journey that we're on and, and, you know, I want to underline that with you because, you know, from the outside, it's, I'm going back to your niece, Catherine, I think it was right. Uh, yeah. Who's reflecting your life to her and what an it, you didn't say this, but I'm going to assume she said you're an inspiration to her if, uh, yeah. with what she said and, you know, other people can see our lives and it's just us being willing to see our lives in the way other people see us and appreciating what we are now. And like you said, we still have dreams. We still can want more, right? But not from a place of deficit, like, oh, my life isn't going to be a good life or a great life until I have this. I think that's where we get a little messed up, right? It's like that thing's going to make everything okay. No, then that'll just be another thing that I, I have that I'm working on and I can be grateful for and celebrate that I had this intention or I had a yearning for a relationship. I got there and and now it'll be its thing, right? But I'm whole and complete as I am now and beloved and cherished and just all sorts of wonderful things. And I want more, right? Yeah. So I think that's a big theme of what we've been with. I think, yeah. And I, you know, I- as you know, I was a gymnast my whole life, like coaches and judges, it's quite literally their job to tell you not what you did right, but what you did wrong. And that is how the prism I think in which I've historically look at my life. Like I'm like, okay, good check. Good check. Bad fix here. You know, like, and that's ends up being my focus. But again, if the pandemic taught me anything, it was like, but what if this is it? Like then if this was it and that you're going tomorrow, what are you going to do with now? Like, how are you going to live now and enjoy what you have with the deficits and with the awesome things? You know what I mean? Like cultivate and celebrate. Don't just, instead of thinking, oh, I'm in the land of the misfits. Like people, (laughs) you know, like people invite me in to do stuff because they feel sorry for me. And that isn't true. I know that that isn't true, but I think that's how I've kind of held it for a while. So shifting that is just make me enjoy my life more because it is a life to be enjoyed. I mean, I do have a, a pretty fucking cool life, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I do know. <laughs> I, I know you and I do know that you have a very cool, beautiful life. All right. We're taking away the you're giving yourself kind of a self assignment or a way to. And I see that as two things like one, you know, you're taking what we've been with and applying it in some way. And that's something that needs to get done, right? So it's a doing, yeah. but it, it is also telling our system, you know, here's one more example of like, I'm I'm doing something that I'm scared to do and I'm doing it anyway, right? And I'm going to learn from it. I don't know exactly what the outcome is. I can tell myself it's going to be fine, but either way, I'm doing it anyway. And I just did that. And then I get to see what happens from that. So I think that's really cool and beautiful. And then any other perspectives or that that you want to take with you or summarize? And then I'm going to do one more thing in summary also. Well, I think that the accountability thing, I think mm-hmm. that I have to, I, I want to work in more because while I have the freedom I have to not have to be accountable, that doesn't serve me. You know, so just, you know, reaching out, knowing I'm not a burden to someone to be accountable to that. I think that's a muscle I want to like redevelop or develop for the first time, whichever is true. (laughs) Oh, beautiful. And I will be perfectly transparent with you that one of the things I love about coaching is I get to work my own stuff and it never ceases to amaze me that someone I'm coaching is working on just what I need to be working on. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and why I kind of said, just because you're married doesn't mean you have instant accountability because <laughs> I do lots of things to like avoid accountability. But as I'm becoming more and more accountable, I am seeing it actually gives me some freedom and aspects that I, that I yearn for. So I love, we're going to be working on it together. Wonderful. Wonderful. (laughs) So thank you for that. It's been a blessing to be together, but there's one other thing I want to do in closing. If you've listened to my show, you know that I periodically do coaching sessions like this, like Katie, who's been brave enough to step in and others before her. And before I start the session, I pull some kind of card from a tarot deck. Love, love, love. Yeah. (laughs) So the one that was that was there for me was dreams of Gaia. So this one that I pulled is called the, the two of air and uh, the key words for it are duality, polarity, separation, unity, dichotomy, integration, choice, big picture. So I always like doing this because I, you know, I figure there's something that we'll learn from it. Not like I figure anywhere we can get messages and support our work. It, it works for me. Right. Uh, so key phrases. So some of these Nothing is ever black and white. A choice between dichotomy and integration. Sometimes both parties can be right. When you create, you also destroy and embrace an open mind. Hmm. I would say some things are yeah. kind of resonating there. And those are just the words, right? I'll send you this, Katie. So okay. You can see all of it. Oh, well, look at this. What I just landed on. When you love something, you most probably also fear losing it. The fear might not be voiced or even acknowledged. It might even be denied. It is, however, still present. We touched on that one, yeah. Yeah. You want to say something? No, it's just, yeah. Um, That card is just, I feel like spot on. The the black and white and then the loving and the fearing losing, you know. So like the both and of everything, you know, and that it's time to take steps. (laughs) Like I just, you know, so. And, And I'll just end with like, I love, I just landed on this sentence. So just underlining what you just said, Katie, which is polarity, however, is the idea that two opposing forces exist in all things. And I'm calling opposing forces or even, you know, the, what we were talking about is that tension between loving what I have and wanting more uh, within the universe, not as separate competing forces, but as complementary opposing aspects of a singular whole. So I think there's some really good stuff in there and I'll let you have all of it. I like knowing, and I believe that the universe is always supporting our work. I got just yet another example there, (laughs) but mostly it's been a huge blessing to be with you. So I can't thank you enough and thank you for your authenticity and vulnerability and coming and being together today. Oh, thank you for your gifts, Gertrude. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother. Wait, no, subscribe to Mother Her. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful, and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons, or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com. I'll see you next time.